Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Hope Young Adult Podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here, and I'm more excited to tell you about our host. This is Megan Reese, the middle school um, coordinator for our Apex campus, and we're so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. So can you just start out um, telling our audience a little bit about your story and yeah. how you came to Christ and what that meant for your life? Yeah, so um, I didn't grow up in a relationship with Jesus. Um, I met Jesus when I was 18. So really, like, my teen years of growing up, um, I always felt like I was, like, just missing something and searching for something. Didn't know quite what it was. Almost just, like, you know, missing puzzle piece. Just kind of looking for something but not knowing exactly what I was looking for. So I tried to fill this void that, like, with friendships or relationships or even, like, my grades in school or athletics. Um, those things might have had like a fleeting moment of happiness for me, but they always just kind of left as quickly as they came. Um, and of course, like growing up in America, you know, I heard about God. Mm. Um, but I thought of God more as this like distant being, um, someone who, who maybe didn't really even like me very much. Um, more like, I, I always put it more like a furrowing librarian, like someone kind of angry that I had to suffice. Um, one who was, you know, telling me to sit down and be quiet. Um, and that was just kind of my overall thought of God. But um, I go off to college and I'm still kind of having that feeling of like, man, something's missing in my life. Like mm. I need something, I just don't know what it is. Um, and so I'm 18 and I heard the gospel in a way I had never heard it before. God wasn't this distant, mean, furrowing librarian at me. Um, instead, he was this God that could condescend himself down in the form of Jesus and knit himself to humanity in a way where he allowed sin to defeat him on the cross. Mm. I thought, wow, like that's who I want to follow. Mm. That's what I've been missing. Um, and, and that's who I'm after for, for my life. Um, but it wasn't like instantaneous. The beginning of my relationship with Jesus was a lot about like my performance. Um, I just thought, you know, God, God's so holy and like amazing like that. Um, he's really like lowered the bar for me. Mm -hmm. So I need to like perform for him and I need to just like do everything so he doesn't kind of look be like, man, I, I shouldn't have lowered the bar for her. Um, so that's really the beginning of my relationship was all about performing for him. Really, it's probably been in the last like 10 years mm -hmm. where I've really learned what it meant to be held by Jesus, like what it meant to lean into the arms of Jesus. Yeah. Um, often we want so much to serve Jesus and we forget like he died so we could receive him That's and right. we don't receive his love in the way that we should. So when you, what changed, what made that difference of like you, you know, really receiving him, you know, not working so much for the performance of his, yeah. his love, but more so because he loves you? Yeah. I mean, I think just really going through, um, going through, a. Uh, dealing with some of the pain that I dealt with. Um, I, I come from like a broken home. My parents were um, divorced. My father's an alcoholic. Um, uh, my, my past has sexual trauma in it. Um, I mean, so all those different things, um, just taking those and like coming to a place where I was finally able in scripture to see him like for truly this, this amazing 
God that's so relatable mm-hmm. and just putting them at the feet of Jesus. Um, that's when my relationship went from like to from performance to devotion and, and what I just really learned this intimacy with him. And I, I still have to be careful because now I still nowadays, like I still want to go back to just being able to like, you know, only connect with God on like a, a mindful level just because that's how I'm like wired. But it is so much more meaningful when I can be held by God. Right. So the kind of like theme that we're going off today is like God's purpose in your life, right? So can you talk a little bit about like how God led you to your purpose through, you know, working through the things you had gone through and, you know, not so much performing for him, but like actually serving him? Yeah, well, um, the purpose, purpose is like... It's one of the biggest things I think like young adults deal with and what I was dealing with at that time. Like we're searching for our identity. We're searching for like, how do I fit in the world? Um, And really for me, um, finding my purpose had to do with um, just feeling him calling, like not only rescuing and redeeming the areas of my life that seem so broken, but then asking me to then step into a place where... um, I could be a, a voice for other others that needed, you know, we all need rescuing and redeeming. So, right. you know, God looked at me and said, Megan, I don't only want to rescue and redeem you, but I want to now call you to help rescue and redeem others. Mm. Um, and so that's why I'm in youth ministry. Um, so I can sit with with a student and remind them, hey, no, you are, you are seen and you are loved and you are called by God um, and he does have a purpose for your life. Um, and just play like a small, small role in all that. Yeah. Was there ever any point in time, um, I remember hearing you speak not too long ago yeah. and, um, you were speaking about Joseph, you know, yeah. how he was betrayed by his brothers and, um, in fifty twenty Genesis fifty twenty, yeah. um, Joseph tells his brothers, you had mm-hmm. intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. Was there ever any point in you know, your life or your journey where you felt like you were disqualified from the love that God had for you? And was there ever a realization of like all of these things that had, you know, added up over my past or in my lifetime, God intended to use me for good for my purpose, you know, for my purpose to help others? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'd love to touch on Joseph's story and then like put it into, into mine. Um, one, I, I mean, I just love the story of Joseph. It's it's one of my favorites, like a rag to riches story, 100%. We've got Joseph and he is, um, starts off pretty good. Like he's, he's with his dad. He's favored by his dad. Um, you know, his dad, he buys him that cool coat from every time he's finished. And then all of a sudden, you know, his brothers aren't really having it. So they set out to kill him. But then one of them has got like a little compassion. So right. Reuben, he says, oh, let's throw him into the pit. But then he ends up in slavery. So mm-hmm. right there. I feel like society would deem Joseph disqualified. Mm. Hey, your family's abandoned you. They don't love you. You're disqualified, Joseph. Um, and then it goes on, you know, he goes, he's now a slave for Potiphar, and Potiphar's wife's crazy. So yeah. <laughs> um, so she, um, you know, he's charged basically with, like, sexual assault. And, and so now he's, like, a convicted felon in prison. Right. Society says you're disqualified, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, all of those those things. He doesn't give up, though. What I love about Joseph is his eyes are focused mm. on God. And and Scripture tells us that God, he pours his spirit out on Joseph to help him interpret dreams. Um, you know, because Pharaoh says, hey, like, after you interpret that dream for me, I see, like, the spirit of God is upon you. Um, so 
it's just this this beautiful idea of how God can take Joseph where everyone, all those things that happened to him, hey, you're rejected, you're disqualified. And he says, no, I'm gonna use you, you're qualified. And um, then he uses Joseph to become like the prime minister of Egypt and then be a blessing by saving lives in a famine. So for me, the way I relate to that story is I think, and those things that I thought disqualified me, being in a broken home, mm. um, having a dad who wasn't in my life, um, being a victim of, of, of sexual abuse as a child. Um, you know, you just, you name like all the things like society would say, Megan, you're disqualified. Um, but God's like, no, those are the things I can use to help you now to be a blessing to other people and to speak into those areas that we just want to shove down and we just want to hide those from everyone else. And in reality, he wants us to bring those out and, and put them out for for to be a blessing to other people and to just continue to to move Jesus, yeah. the mindset of Jesus, yeah. I absolutely love that. And I love how you put, you know, Joseph's story in terms of today, you know, like, oh, maybe being a felon, <laughs> yes. like it yeah. is, yeah. it really shows the Bible to be like a living text, you know, like absolutely. you you substitute a couple of words and they're synonyms, you know, <laughs> it's not like you're making right, something right. completely different yeah. and yeah. it shows God has had a plan the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. I'm always like, if you tell me the Bible's boring, you're not reading it. <laughs> like, come on. It's so relatable. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I love that. Do you have any encouragement for, you know, young adults um, mm-hmm. or anyone specifically that's really struggling to figure out their purpose in Christ or someone who feels disqualified um, by the things of their past? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I would say, you know, keep your focus on Jesus, just mm-hmm. like Joseph did. Keep your focus on, on Jesus. Um, and then just whatever you believe that society is saying disqualifies you, um, whether, you know, for, for a woman, whether it's um, stuff they see on Instagram, they're not the right body type, right. Or, or you're not married at a certain age, or a guy, like you don't have that job just yet, or you're not where you thought you'd be in mm-hmm. your career. Like, Whatever it is, lay it at his feet and, and just like give it to him. Because you had brought up um, Genesis 50, 20 mm-hmm. of, you know, you, you meant this for harm, um, but God used it for good. So whatever that thing is, God is, is such a redeeming God mm-hmm. where he can use whatever we believe disqualifies us and use it um, for good. Because God is the one who qualifies. It's not, it's not me. It's right. not you. It's God that does the qualifying. So my advice would be, Keep, keep your eyes on, on Jesus. Keep your focus on him um, and continue to just bring things to him and, and lay him at his feet and learn what it means to be held by Jesus. Right, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I mean, this has been incredible, and I know it'll just really speak to so many people. Um, is there anything else that you, like, had on your heart, you know, concerning, like, um, Joseph's story or just in general about the theme or the topic? Um, I think... I think just that I thought of like purpose and identity of mm-hmm. just um, remembering the fact that our identity doesn't come from ourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've kind of talked about like society will put your identity on you if you're not careful. They'll, right. they'll tell you who you are. Um, but as followers, like we just need to remember that our identity and that our purpose um, that is in something or someone else. And right. that's that's Jesus. 
And so we have to just keep in the forefront of our mind of who Jesus says we are. And Jesus says um, we're loved and we were, were chosen before the foundations of the earth and um, we're wonderfully and, and um, fearfully made. And, and those are are the things that qualify us. God decides whether we're qualified or not. It's not like a job interview, you know, like you're going on a job interview and they're going to look at your resume. Right. They're going to go through everything and they're going to pick the most qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, and God, he doesn't care about the resume. He doesn't care what's on it. He's going to pick, um, you know, like like David, the man after his mm-hmm. own heart. So so the one that is keeping their eyes on Jesus um, and their focus and their identity in, who, you know, who Jesus says he is and then who we are because of Jesus. Right. And there's so many examples of that in the Bible, you know, just taking Paul, for example, mm. you know, someone yep. who was really the opposition of the kingdom, yeah. but decided to give his entire life. And, you know, yeah. that's that's what God's after. You know, he's Absolutely. after your heart. Yeah. Um, and it's not so much about what you do. It's about who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, so thank you so much for being on the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening and tuning in. Um, Continue to follow us on other platforms, and thank you again for joining in. Mm